able can he he can yes, he's he gonna can. show you the day this is the big finish at Lincoln Lodge we're about to get it on the show so come on everybody and get the show on the road let's get it on the road <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Big Finish. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie Schreiner. And I'm the other host, Becca Kenny. And today, we are so excited to have the very special, the very hilarious, the very beautiful and amazing Tiny Thickums as our guest. Hi, Yay. Tiny. Yay. Tiny, how are you feeling today? I am good. Good. I'm good. good. Are, you feeling, are you feeling ferocious or fucking furious today? How are we doing? I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no follow-up questions on my feelings. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Are you feeling f ferocious or furious? I feel like neither. I'm feeling like, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Just yeah. I guess I'm kind of yeah, too. Yeah. I wish I had some notes. I would let you all both went yeah. to take a sip at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring boring day at work I'm, I'm trying to think of something now that i'm i'm mad about mad I, I i'm i'm not really mad about anything i'm not mad about nothing what am i happy about yeah. though either that's why i said yeah i feel like it's like what am i mad about what am i happy about i feel like i'm like i'm neutral about i did have i had a really i had a good weekend i actually am being unfair i, sh I was happy for 48 entire hours and now we're back to yeah <laughs> I'm alive. Why, why were you happy for 48 hours? I like that phrasing. Why were you happy for 48 hours? How could that fuck did you possibly have happened? What, what drugs were you taking? So I, um, I managed to get on a standby flight to go surprise. So my family was at Universal Studios because my brother goes to college on August 13th. Okay. And so I didn't tell any of them that I was going to meet them there. And I surprised them and showed up. And so I got to go around... Universal Orlando with my fam and wow. my dad. You know, my dad had been um, famously fighting colon cancer and is um, in remission now. And so it was very like, oh yeah, that's, nice. that's that's super good. exciting. Yeah, that's that, uh, that's that's amazing. I'm yes. so glad that your dad's in remission. That's that's awesome. Yeah, but it was it was just fun to get to like see him out doing stuff. It's kind of funny that you're laughing because it's like it is something that's like it's so heavy that it's like how do I. Talk about it, it. it just sounds so like wooden to be like i'm so glad your dad's in remission <laughs> like what like what a psychopathic like robot so thing to say dead. i'm like I, i'm i'm like Ooh. i mean and i am i'm not i'm not mad your dad's in remission <laughs> i'm very happy about it but i it feels weird to say that you know i was say i did have um i had a dramatic coming of age movie moment where i was i was just wow. standing in the middle of this pool area that I like last time I was there, I was probably like seven. That was the last time we mm. went on a vacation there. And I kind of like did a slow circular turn and looked like looked around like all 180. It's probably 360. It's 360. Yeah. And I, you know, could hear Landslide by Fleetwood Mac playing underneath me. And I was like cheering up a bit. And my sister swam over. And she said, why are you crying? I said, I'm so fucking old now. And she said, <laughs> don't start. And then we both cried a little bit because yeah. we're both so fucking old now and that was um honestly my favorite part of the trip because it was so extra 
Wow. Yeah. That was a beautiful scene. Yeah. <laughs> I really painted a picture there. But then, yeah, there's my dad over there being like, I'm in remission. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I would be that way, too, if I was in remission. You know, uh, in remission. No, I mean, he, he was a. Uh, it's the remission. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's the remit mission. <laughs> you know, better than I guess doing the, the better R. to Kelly slay song. than lay. Can you, yeah. can you do parodies of our Kelly songs? Is that okay? TikTok does. TikTok, TikTok absolutely TikTok does. does. Okay. I don't. I mean, I will not personally speak on if it's okay or not okay. But I feel like TikTok has Dude. spoken, and I mean, yeah, the trending audio looks at me and I look at him. And he looks, that's been trending on TikTok for like uh, literally five, not five years. TikTok hasn't even been popping for five years, but, but it been feels like a TikTok though. Yeah. 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 Before anything. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go buy a gun week? and I'm going to set this mofo off. That's another one that gotcha. is on TikTok. Anyway, um, sorry, that was an you're ADHD good, moment. <laughs> I'm glad we need this encyclopedia of, of, of R. Kelly parody songs on TikTok so that I can, so that if, if, if any heat comes on me, we have the backup, we have the receipts, we know that this was okay. Um, we can cite the Tiny, how, did you have a have a good weekend? I did shows, so I don't got no friends. Yeah, there is, there is, uh, I like the other weekend I was like, Oh, I don't have any shows like this weekend, and I'm like, I'm like, I can could just kind of like hang around and do <laughs> be regular, be regular. Yeah, That's how yeah, I said, be regular. I go outside like a regular person, but it don't always work out. Like well, that. you have that one. You have you host the nasty show every yeah. Saturday at the Laugh Factory. So I don't do nothing on Fridays. So, okay, go go see Tiny at the the Laugh nasty show. Yeah. You won't, won't it's a great it. show, but I feel um, like yeah, I feel like. It must be tough because some Saturdays you must get done and you're so fucking tired. I if I like stay outside all day, yeah, yeah, I'll be exhausted by the end. And yeah. I tell comedians, look, I ain't probably gonna suck tonight. Uh, y'all do y'all shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be horrible. Y'all do y'all shit. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I, 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 I don't think I've ever really seen you do poorly, girl. Yeah, you always bring the energy. And Every I feel time like, I've seen mm -mm. it, <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no it was so quiet i was like oh all right <laughs> it is a hard job hosting though especially the nasty show because that that's like that audience can be like really they're already fucked up they're like unruly they're like talking a lot more like i feel like that's a really difficult show to host that you do really if well. people don't come ready to laugh or hear nancy jokes like two yeah, weeks ago yeah, when yeah. i was bomb yeah. i felt like i was at a seven o'clock show I'm like oh God, it I'm it like, is the worst y'all yeah. like, like suck a dick <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I feel like it's also it's like it's got to be so cognitively dissonant to have one week that's like that, and the next week it's like crickets, and like another week where people are talking and yelling, and another week where like I feel like sometimes I go and I'm like, oh my god, you guys are so stoned, you should have gone to sleep. Like yeah. you're, why you're, they're sitting there just like, uh, like you're not there. Yes, you always did great at my show though. You always. I feel like my main my main. Uh, frustration with myself is i need to write a new like slutty bop but i'm mm. kind of in my celibate drinking water Amen. taking baths with candles era so i just mm. don't have anything new that's nasty you like grown yeah i'm <laughs> like i doubt she's growing up you know she's standing in the pool going i've been afraid <laughs> like that's that's kind of where we're at but um yeah i feel like uh 
I'm so wet because I drink so much water. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I am thirsty. I feel like I could do like a hemorrhoid song, but I that's probably too much information. Some people get hemorrhoids though. You know, it does happen. It's happened to me famously. It's happened to you famously? I, I will say I have not, I used to, I'll be vulnerable here. <laughs> I used to get hemorrhoids a lot, but since I've switched to a bidet, it really has stopped. And that is my honest to God truth. So if you, if you you're in America and you have chronic hemorrhoids, I do recommend a bidet. Our culture is behind in this way. There is just no doubt about it. Have yeah. you ever used a bidet? Mm-mm. Oh my God, my tiny, tiny! It will change your life. You got a bidet at your house? Yeah. Okay. I, they're not that expensive either. You can get one for like thirty bucks. Ah, uh, thirty? Because I think yeah. the ones I saw were like a hundred, and I was like. I don't want to spend. If you want to get like a okay, so if you want to like splurge a little, which I recommend, you know, like Self-care? getting yeah. like well, I shouldn't be recommending unless I'm sponsored. <laughs> I'm like I'm like a bidet. You know, if you want me to tell people to put water up their butt, like li- call me. Give, I will give I will give you my number yesterday. I I will scream to the hills that people need to get water up their butt right now because I, and I'm not just saying this to be funny and gross, even though. It, you know, God bless America. Uh, <laughs> but like, I'm also saying this because this is the right thing to do for your butthole. And you know what I mean? And, um, yeah. but yeah, the $30 ones are just cold water, which is the one that I have. Cause your hands be hot. That is so funny to me. That is so funny. That is so funny. I, um, no, I like, I wanted to get a bidet. I just kind of like want, one of my friends has a really nice one that's like a heated seat and like the warm water. And like, it also has the one that like shoots at your pee hole if that you want to use nice. it. And that was well, really nice. But it's no, like, I mean, my, mine shoots at the pee hole too, by the ooh, way. There's ooh. a separate, there's separate little dials. <laughs> So this you, is a, you do this one is a toy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a masturbation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Up, I toy. will say, I will say, one of my first times when I was like trying to be like, I'm gay and I want to get fucked. Okay, well, get, get ready, buckle up, guys. <laughs> buckle up, <laughs> buckle up. Yeah. I like went. There was like a jacuzzi in this hotel room, and I like locked the doors, and I like put my butt up to the water jet <laughs> and like to like you know See like what to feel what it would be like, like to get like fucked <laughs> and I I had the most and, and it was like I was kind of like oh wow and it like felt good because it was water and it's you know and it, but then like all of a sudden it was like oh god and I had to like run <laughs> to the toilet and it like all came back out and like oh, I was yeah, water you know it was Waterful. like a deluge you know what I mean so yeah I mean yeah it's but that's not what I'm n- I'm never like cleaning my my, my butt like with the banana and, like oh yeah <laughs> but be my guest be my guest I have to go to the jacuzzi. <laughs> See what's going on with that. I feel like I did. We had like a, we had a bathtub that had jets, and I remember like reading a Cosmopolitan magazine that talked about the clitoris, which is how I mm. pronounced it in my brain because I was twelve, and I was like, I wonder what that would be like. And I like, yeah, I turned my clitoris towards the, the thing, and I was like, oh. I feel something, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, as as What's you do. Happen? Oh, you know. Yeah. I also remember I figured out what penis meant because I was reading and again I was reading an article 
in, I think it was like a Time magazine reading. I know I was reading. Kids at home, (laughs) put down the iPads and be like me. Read Time magazine when your parents aren't looking and read the article about the volleyball coach that was sexually assaulting the students. That was how I figured out what a penis was because it was like he exposed his penis and I was like, what's that? And I, I was like, like not ah! the best time to be introduced to a penis. Yeah, so. not really the best time to figure out what that is. Because I, I was like, yeah, I, I must have been younger than twelve. Because it was, I was, it was before I knew that people had different parts. Because my parents conveniently didn't tell us that because we yeah. had three daughters. I knew people had different parts, but I didn't know they were that different. Mm-hmm. I like thought that like vaginas were penis light for forever. You know, what I, I did mean? too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I got a little, I got a little penis. Yeah, yeah. a little niggling. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I think you I, like, I, played with, <laughs> I played with dolls, and everybody had like smooth bottoms, so I just yeah. assumed people yeah. were anatomically like the dolls. But that was not true. Did you guys see the Barbie we, movie? The, I did not. I did. I think we might have talked did about talk the Barbie movie, but we could talk about it again. No, no, we're good. But we, no, I was gonna say, what about um? What did I want to talk about? Somebody, somebody adjacent to the Barbie movie, and I'm forgetting. I feel like I'm completely Lizzo. Oh yes, I feel like that would be okay. Because I have opinions on Lizzo. Do you have opinions on Lizzo? I don't give a fuck about no celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all can talk about fucking no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't give a shit. I saw it on Facebook. I'm like, all right, she did something else. What she? You know, I listen. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But okay, so so the one. <laughs> Is this? Oh God! Am I gonna give too hot of a take? I'm so scared. I, I'm so scared. My take's gonna be too hot that no one's gonna be. <laughs> I'm always like, Fuck I you. So I'm always like, I know. I, if somebody, I, we've had to strip. We've had to take podcasts down because uh, <laughs> the takes are a little too. <laughs> some of the takes. Hot. Some of the takes are boiling. You know, some of the takes are just ooh simmer. Well, Tenno, go sit on your bidet. It's cold. <laughs> This is, I have a hot ass. If I didn't have a hot ass, I wouldn't be giving so many hot takes. You know what I mean? That's that's the truth. I got I got a big hot ass. It's that's right. Warm, completely warm. It's one of those things. If you sat in a, a, a chair after me, you'd be like, <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, God oh. damn, hot. <laughs> Who's sitting right here? <laughs> I feel like with the Lizzo thing. Mm, yeah. All I will say is, like, whatever did happen, I do think the statement that was put out just didn't follow, like, typical apology protocol. Like, because I think what I understand from what I've heard from, like, um, my friends who, like, work as, like, crisis management and press, Mm. regardless, like, if you have been accused of doing something until things have, like, blown over, you're supposed to, like, show accountability say what you could or like show accountability like reflect on what happened and then um say what you're gonna do differently like your final thing is supposed to be like this is what i'm gonna do differently and i feel like it's like the the message was like immediately like placing the blame on the people who made the accusations and so that's why it's like i feel like it's one of those things where it's like but also you you gotta be open to the feedback i guess but also, if you have someone lying about you, which I'm not saying is what happened. Yes. I, I, if somebody was lying about me and they were like, you have to apologize, I'd be like, I'm not going to apologize. Fuck them. I, I'm like, I hope mm-hmm. a bunch of people, you yeah. know, go on the, you know, I'm not saying that that's mm-hmm. what happened, you know, For and, sure. and, 
you know, I think that a lot, a lot of people, you know, like Trump denies things all the time that he clearly did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes it works for people and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes telling the truth works for people and sometimes it doesn't. But like, I think there's a lot of ambiguity in the situation. So like, I, I don't think there's a yeah. conclusion to be had still. Because, like, I think, like, the situations that, like, were described in the lawsuit from what I saw were, like, you know, one of them was the the accusation that she, like, made fun of their weight, which I have a really hard time believing that. That's fair. And, and, And apparently it was that she was not performing at the same... Like, she was... They, 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 like, sat her down and were like, are you okay, like... Like you, it feels like you haven't been performing at the same level. It feels like you haven't been as bubbly as energetic, you know. Mm. And so she said, and so that felt like her to be an implication that like she was gaining too much weight. Which I'm not saying that that didn't happen because I think there are two ways. Uh, I think. (laughs) Yeah. I just just gave a full on like Bellagio like fountain fountain spit just just like Cupid baby you know like spitting water. Um, you know, I feel like it's like possible that like, that like she did like implied to lose weight, but I also think it's possible that that, like this dancer wasn't performing at the same level and maybe that's harsh, but it's also like, that's showbiz, honey. And I I mean, all I was going to add into the mix is it's like, I think that like, we also have to look at the reality of like the way that we're treating a black woman who has allegations made by other black women versus how we would treat like a man with allegations from women. Or Mm -hmm. I feel like we, I think we can all agree like sexual assault isn't okay, period, full stop. But I do feel like people are more quick to condemn Lizzo immediately than they have been in the past to condemn Michael Jackson, to condemn R. Kelly, to con- you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. that that to me does show like the larger cultural issue of like, oh, and I, I, I feel like the same thing kind of happened, not exactly the same thing, but like with Lena Dunham, when her stuff came out, the story mm-hmm. she told about her sister, everyone immediately was like, fuck Lena, we're done, fuck her. Whereas it's like, people are a lot, faster to defend men mm-hmm. than they are women and i feel like that is problematic to me but it's also problematic that people will d- deny the um the stories from the women who are making the accusations that's why i feel like it's thing, a thing where it's like we all need to kind of just well let like let the actual evidence yeah come to the surface the, the other accusation was that they like sh- she went to a sex club and then like the girl, the backup dancers went to the sex club in Amsterdam with Lizzo because they felt like pressured to go. Well, they said yeah. that like they felt like that Lizzo, but the, the way they described it is not specifically that they were told like your your job is going to be at stake. You're not going to be. But it's like if you're on tour as a pop star, go. Th- this is this is kind of how I think about it. If you're on tour as a pop star going to like all these countries in the world, you don't know people in all these places. Mm. So, of course, you're hanging out with your dancers. And, of course, you get closer to the ones you're hanging out with. And I, I but and like, you know, 
probably a ton of people wanted to go to the sex club in Amsterdam because I would. You that know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds like fun as fuck. And like to go with a huge pop star to like, you know. And so I think at a certain point now there is a situation in this where it could be the truth is that they were unfairly pressured to do things in the sex club and go to the sex club. But there's also like a like a way you could read it where it's like they felt pressured, but it's also like if they weren't really pressured, I feel like at a certain point it's your job to draw your boundaries, like to not go to the sex club, to not mm-hmm. do like. Yeah. And if apparently, like Lizzo was doing a chant, and there once again, like somebody chanting for somebody else to do something can either be. I think we've all seen it go both ways, like where like it's like the person runs away crying and they definitely shouldn't, somebody shouldn't have been chanting for them to do that. And I think we've also seen it the other way where somebody was a little nervous, but then they did the thing and then they felt better at the end, you know? Yeah. But I think that like what, what's been described at least by these women is that they like had the chanting was happening. They felt nervous. They did the thing. And then they were like, Oh my God, why did I, you know, why did Mm -hmm, I do that mm -hmm. thing? I probably wouldn't have done that thing Mm -hmm. if it wasn't Lizzo (laughs) chanting me to do it. And so I think it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, whether her intention like whatever her intentions were yeah they felt pressured to do something they didn't want to do because of the power role that she had over them she's their employer it's 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 just it's the same thing as like if you went out for drinks with your boss and your boss was like two shots two shots two shots if you don't want to do a shot you can't say no i'm not gonna do a shot but then it's like maybe you don't get the promotion or maybe you don't get an extent like people Whether, I, I, like, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying it can go either way because there are situations where these things are unfairly held over people's heads. But I also think there are situations where you're you're drunk, alcohol's involved, you aren't in a typical job, you aren't treated in a typical way if you're dancers for a pop star, if you're with a, with a pop star, and things get out of hand, and then you feel uncomfortable or like anxious about it later, and maybe in the moment, like, and I'm not saying that that's good either, but it's like. But there's also a situation where they were unfairly pressured to do it, and they did have this thing over their head, and Lizzo was bullying them. And I kind of believe that Lizzo's a, you know, kind of intimidating and a bitch behind the scenes. You know what I mean? I could believe that. But I don't know for sure. Like, she yeah. seems very nice, obviously, from what yeah. we've seen. But, like, Ellen DeGeneres seems nice, too. Like, J-Lo seems nice, too. I bring up J-Lo yeah. every... Like, J-Lo happens every... on the podcast every time. I will say, like, with the, with the Lizzo thing, it's, it's a thing where it's, like... I'm speaking as somebody who, like, I literally saw her concert. Yeah. I was a fan of her before she blew up. Mm-hmm. I, like, loved her art. And still, like, I still find value in her art. And so it's, like, obviously all of this coming to the surface is really disappointing because it is it is so the opposite of the the image that's put and put out. Yeah, it is so disappointing. So it's, like, I, where I'm at is I'm, like, I'm disappointed I don't want to believe it's true, but also I don't want to disregard the the statements of literally at this point, it's like five different other black women have said that she acted in this way. Like her director of her documentary originally had to step down because she was bullying her. And so a white man ended up taking over it. So like maybe if it was like an isolated incident of just the dancers, but it's like it's now more people have said that they've had the similar experiences to where it's like, I don't feel like we need, it's a thing where like I said, where it's like, I think that we as a society are much faster to cancel women mm-hmm. for things that men did as well. But I feel like it's a thing where it's like, ultimately, like, she can't behave that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, she can't mm-hmm. treat people she works with that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, where I'm at is it's like, if what they're saying is true, which is like, at this point, it's five, you know what I mean? It's five people saying it. Mm-hmm. There's, <clears throat> But they're not all saying the same things. 
Yes, that's the, fair. They're, that the they're not all opinions. saying the same things. They're saying that none of them liked working with Lizzo and that Lizzo was not a good person for them to have worked with. Yes. All of them are saying that. The reasons they're giving are different. And I think that different things are being emphasized in the article. And I think different things can be true and can be true in moments of a person. I like I don't know what the work environment was from day to day. I don't know what the situation was like in the bar. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't appropriate. I, I guess that like... You sh- uh, it'd be undoubtable to be in a situation like with with one of my, with my boss where like they would take me to a sex club and then say that but being a dancer for Lizzo is different in a way yeah I agree that it's different and <clears throat> I feel like it's I guess where like where I'm at with it is it's just like I think that I'm not going that- forward I think going forward like Lizzo as a as a performer has to you know, as she continues her work, be aware of the power she yields mm-hmm, in situations mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. use it for good. And I get mm-hmm. that it's difficult to have that much spotlight and pressure on you at all times. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like um, we have a guest that hasn't talked for like I know, 10 minutes, I'm so sorry, I want to move tiny. to a different topic. But um, uh, this Lizzo. So basically, Lizzo is a big, big bully. Yeah. That's what yeah. like the allegations are saying. And also it's like People there's like sexual me? like sexual harassment allegations. She did sexual hmm? harassment. The sexual harassment allegations are basically like while they're at the cl- like the sex club she like pressured certain members of her staff to like like I think it was like eat bananas out of people's vaginas and yeah. then I, even saying it out loud is like it's just so not an experience you would yeah. have working in corporate but, America. But they say when it comes to the workers, her workers, they couldn't say no. This, well, uh, th- but that's the thing is person. we don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. you're going to suck that. <laughs> okay. It's like either they scared of her, that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah. And I think it's like, yeah, I think I it is a thing know. where they felt intimidated and scared. And I think it's like they've been let go for like whatever reasons. And mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's like the, reta- like now they want to um, get what they feel is owed to them because they feel like they were not like treated fairly by her. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a thing where it's like, we can all speculate speculate about it till the cows come home, but the reality mm. of the situation right now is the dancers and the documentary director, they're saying one thing. She's literally saying that's completely not true. Mm-hmm. This is my truth. And I think, you know, looking at it logically and like mm-hmm. legally, mm-hmm. they will have to go to court and it mm-hmm. will have to be proven mm-hmm. in a court of law. It reminds me of like the Megan the Stallion, um, Tory Lane situation. Mm-hmm. People took very pointed different points of view mm-hmm, on that mm-hmm. and it ultimately came down to like they went to court it was proven by a court of law that he did shoot her in the foot and so it's like however you feel about it there was enough legal evidence for a court to mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. sentence tory so it's like that's kind of how i feel about this situation it's like i don't want to take any stance on it like i feel sad about it because obviously i don't want it mm-hmm, to be true but mm-hmm, it's like also mm-hmm. i understand that especially them not being huge stars like that has to take so much courage Mm -hmm, to come mm -hmm, forward with something mm -hmm. like that that it's obviously had to be very carefully considered Mm -hmm. and i would like to think would be from a place of of sincerity and honesty Mm -hmm, obviously mm -hmm. there are situations where people make stuff up but i feel like there's so many people saying the same thing that there has to be at least some truth in it whether it's everything's true or just maybe this is a person who's difficult to work with and that's something they need to work on going forward professionally. I don't know what happened and I'm not, I'm saying that the only thing I'm saying just to clarify is not that I I think that 
I don't think that it's necessarily untrue that Lizzo made a terrible workplace and that she shouldn't be sued and that they shouldn't win. I also don't necessarily know for sure that it's true and I want to see how it plays out and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think people are jumping too quickly. And what's frustrating to me is that I feel like this happens online all the time where these things where people doggy pile people. And I'm not saying that they're like, some of them are true and some of them aren't true and like mm-hmm. it's hard to decipher which one's which but I'm like I just I feel like we need to be more careful in all of these situations of believing people yes because there's a lot of stuff we don't know in this situation and just you know and it's not just about demographics or about what you know like there, there's a lot of stuff that like goes into these things and like I, I, I'm not saying that it's wrong because it's possible that Lizzo's like a real piece of shit you know I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but um, but I, I just I just think we should in general be like let's just like not all jump on somebody and like you know like make the judgments because even I don't know I don't know I'm just no, I'm just think, I think th- I think it's totally like totally true either like like that like it could be very real and it could be a very big problem. I just think that what's said in the lawsuit could go either way. And I think that we need to like wait a little bit. I agree. You know? I totally agree. And I think it's 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 like what, what we learned in elementary school of like, don't just say things and do things when you're upset. Like, mm-hmm. let's just like mm-hmm. wait until we see all the information. Mm-hmm. Like, let's kind of like let it not let it lie, but like let it run it like let it run its natural course, yeah. let the evidence be presented. And then, cause again, like to bring it back to the Megan Tory thing, so many things online perpetuated the story that Tory mm-hmm. had nothing to do with mm-hmm. it and was innocent mm-hmm. and da, da da da. But then you go into a court of law and it, he's proven guilty. And then people are like, you know, bullying Megan so bad for like the way the, the case w- went down yeah. that she literally went offline for three or four months. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, I think it's a thing where it's like, whichever thing ends up being true, the people who were spouting the untrue thing are going to feel like crap mm-hmm. when they find out that. So it's like, I even think that two things could be true. Like, like it could be true that this was a terrible work environment and that Lizzo shouldn't have done that situation. And that also that maybe that Lizzo isn't the worst person in the world and she's kind of overall kind of a, a, a good person. You know, I'm, but I do not know, you know. Yeah, it's a thing, yeah. We just, we don't, um, we don't know right now. I'm sorry. I... I cannot believe this whole episode is us talking about Lizzo in front of you, Tiny. No, it's okay. <laughs> I want to ask you. what's popping. Tiny. So, we, we, so I usually, when we have guests on, we ask them who their favorite pop star is. And so it doesn't have to be pop star for you. Who's your favorite musical artist? Or it could be pop star. It's definitely not Lizzo. Because <laughs> I, well, I like Summer Sons though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Boys, that's my favorite one. I do love boys. Yeah, that's my favorite. Um, who's my favorite artist right now? I'm so uh, ghetto and ratchet at this moment. I like all the women rappers right now. The women rappers yeah, is killing. I agree. Uh, this look, uh, this girl, her name Fendi. She's mm. a Chicago rapper. Yeah, uh, outside. I met her before, so she cool people. She is popping. Yeah. And I love yeah. her. And Cardi B. Uh, her I her. do yes. love Cardi B. What do you think of Cardi throwing the microphone? Oh, she got great aim. <laughs> <laughs> that was on point, though, when she did it. It was on point, like, yes. I did the same thing, too. Yeah. Have you thrown a, thrown something at an audience member? Before? I, no, the, I didn't. Okay. No. I was going to say, because I didn't, and I don't think I could get away with it. I kind of think, think like, 
I don't think a guy could get away with throwing it on you. <laughs> Mike and Anonymous member. But, like, I, um, I, uh, there are times the audience members have deserved it. There's just no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to ask, so, the, again, we're talking about the, like, two sides of the story thing. Somebody online, I saw one thing, they were like, Cardi B said that she was hot, and she wanted them to throw drinks, like, water on stage to cool her off. So she had no right to throw that microphone. Do you think that that's true? I feel like that's not true. Mm-mm. The timing I, of it was so, fun. like, it was like, so rude. Yeah, I don't know who. Then fit. everyone would be throwing water. Yeah. Yeah. When I think of her the hair one was very was... bouncy too, so it's like yeah. she was not wet. She was very dry. Yeah, that was and not she... a good hair to get wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it? Was it BB Rexa who was? There's one star. Oh like... yeah, she got hit in the face. Did you yeah. see that? It's Have so... you ever had something crazy like that happen to you on stage? No, not the crazy happened to me on stage. Shit. You are the crazy thing happening on stage. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that happened to me, I got booed in New York. I'm like, oh, this crazy. They booed you in New York? Oh, yeah. At Salsa Frego. You been there? Heard of that before? No, I tried to do that one, no. though, because no. I heard it's so intimidating. It what, is. what is it? How does that, what happened? Uh, It's in the Bronx. So I was doing my eat an ass joke or whatever. So I, was like, I said, uh, ladies, y'all like y'all. I said, ladies, y'all like your ass, hey? And somebody in the back, far back, said, boo. I said, oh, what? I boo-boo myself? I said, y'all funny. I said, <laughs> I said oh, y'all ain't getting your ass, hey, because y'all ain't sucking enough dick. When I said that, the boo went crazy. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I mean, it makes me, like, so y'all don't so suck dick. scared. Then the song came on. I said, say, I don't suck dick. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> damn, damn, oh, damn. No. Cause yeah, isn't it like once you get booed, they like literally like you have to get off stage. Mm-hmm. They play a song and everything. <sighs> I'm like, and, and I was walking, I was smiling, I was laughing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, I heard there's this. I don't want to tell her story for her, but there's a there's a comedian that I know who did um, the Apollo, mm-hmm. and she's a white woman. And it was like she got on stage immediately, got booed, and I was <laughs> like, heard that story. I was like. I'm scared. Any room where you could just get booed off, I'm like, oh, I'm deaf too, so I it won't register right away. I'll be standing there like, what's going on, everybody? Like, oh, so, so my worst nightmare. I'm amazed that you lived through that. I feel like that you just you, nothing can hurt you after that. No, it didn't. Cause I'm like, I'm the shit in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, New York. No, there's. Uh, what's the worst you've ever bombed, Tiny? Shit, I bombed some. Oh, I bombed a lot. When's the best you ever killed? Do you know that one? Oh, I did. Um, Soho, I killed there before. That's when I got a standing ovation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. And um, the House of Blues, the wow. last time I was yeah. There. That's that's like the yeah. Both those rooms feel like it'd be like the best feeling because it's just got that yeah, like sexy. I like a small intimate room. Yeah, yeah. that's uh something about me. Like a small intimate room. That's yeah. my type of crowd because I, like, I could talk to people for real for real right yeah but and you can like look at them in the eyes yeah. too and i love that that can be the hard thing at laugh factory yeah some like the people in the front and some sometimes they like don't sit in the front if y'all gonna be boring oh i agree i said y'all finna be boring i said y'all gonna be boring in the front yeah, like, no. why, are you gonna, <laughs> why are you gonna go to a comedy show to sit and be boring as fuck in the front like you could be boring in the back you know here's what i'll say nobody nobody when i used to host the laugh factory nobody wanted to sit in the front they were all terrified of getting made fun of by the comedians or some of them even getting talked by the comedian like on saturdays there was always one group that was like it was like this this guy and he was dragging his girlfriend he's like we're gonna sit in the front row and she's like oh no you know like but but 
Or there's, or there's, there's, you know, that one girl who's like, oh my god, we're gonna sit in the front row and like, you know, and it's like, and then like, like during the show, she's like, I, I I've never been like felt that, and like, like you know that one girl, she's, she goes, yeah. but like, but like a lot of the times during like the weekday shows, it was impossible to get people in the yeah. front row because they were so scared. Um, so and and yeah. Yeah, it can it can be it can be hard to do an intimate show on the left. Yeah, it, it's like I feel like anytime it's a big space and it's intimate, you just wanna just walk into a wall and just bang your head against it. <laughs> like that's how it, I mean, it just feels like you can feel like the the, the vacuous void yeah. of the people not in the back. But well, the Laugh Factory, it's like. You know, a lot of shows, you get 30 people in there, it's like, basically any show, The Lincoln Lodge, if you get 30 people in Mm -hmm. there, it's It's bustling. Enough. It's It's enough. Like, we can make that work. But, like, 30 people in the Laugh Factory feels like, oh, nobody's here, (laughs) you know? Also, I will say when it's, like, 300 people in the Laugh Factory, that's, like... That is this crazy. Shit. No, that it's is so fun. the shit. It's, it's, that's it's, crazy. Like, yeah. It's really the 930 show. The 930 Saturday. The 9 o'clock show. Saturday. I it's, love the nine o'clock show. It's uh, an amazing yeah. room, amazing room. Love it. I was gonna ask Tiny for the for the kids at home because we have so many children listening to our podcast. <laughs> if you could look into the camera and tell them like one piece of life advice that you would give them, swallow your kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Amen. Me, so my my rem, my remissed dad. One time I. Did like a, it was a thing, it was like, it was like a BuzzFeed, 32 questions to ask your dad while he's still alive, which is like so morbid. But um, I asked him, what's your one piece of life advice? And he said, don't have kids. And then the next question was, what's your proudest accomplishment in your life? And he was like, my kids. And I was like, that's really sweet. It was giving like the Grinch Shrek energy, you know, like the hate and then the love. (laughs) Boom, boom. So yeah, swallow your kids, everybody. Swallow those kids. Oh, I feel like the one other question I would love to ask you, just especially because we talked about Lizzo for 25 minutes. It wasn't that long, but we talked a really long time. Um, this is a question I ask sometimes on the show is if you were to get canceled, why do you think you got canceled? Sucking a dick on stage. <laughs> oh, uh, Tiny is uh, my, one I, of my I favorite really bits that. you do. One of my favorite bits you do is when you bring like the three, like the audience members on stage, and like you, if you get someone to give you twenty. Like, oh yeah, oh I st- yeah, I need to do that again. It's oh, you so don't funny. do that. I thought that was like a nasty show tradition. Yeah, that was so funny. What What do you do every time, or like, what's your system for that? Well, uh, um, do y'all want to see my titties? Twenty dollars. Yeah, yeah, twenty dollars. Say hi. Bring our ass on stage. Yeah. Uh, one dude kissed me on stage. Though. It was a dude that kissed me on stage. Yeah. After that, I feel like that ruins it. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah. I hate that. He was not from America. He was from a different country too. Or wait, it wasn't a cool kiss, right? It was a bad kiss. No, it, he like. I don't know you, but now you gotta give me some more money. He did give me some more money, though. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know you give me some more money. It's COVID still. Yeah. We're not kissing for free, okay? Oh, God. Oh, man. I thought maybe I was like, is, was he like Italian or French? Like, mwah, mwah, you no, know? No, it's just like right on the lips. He kissed the lips. <gasps> I was like, I, I, I hate those moments where you're just going about your life and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can get sexually harassed. Like you kind of forget, <laughs> and then it happens, and you're like, "Oh, 
here we are again. <laughs> Sorry, like that's yeah. a terrible way to look at it, but yeah, I like I think there was a time I like was doing a show in um I think it's like Mandeville, it's like a suburb of New Orleans, mm-hmm. and I headlined the show. I'm like at the merch table after, and this guy comes up and like pulled my <gasps> bun and like tried to like touch my boob as he was doing it and he got like thrown out but I was just like I'm literally sitting at my merch like yeah. I headlined the show it was like yeah. oh my god like what the he was, he was so aggressive yeah so aggressive <laughs> I was like, ex. fucking yeah, yeah it's so out of nowhere I was like I mean maybe for $500 you get- yeah I, I mean I was gonna ask either of you do you ever get like DMs on Instagram or TikTok that are like I'm looking for a sugar baby. No sex stuff. Just message me and I'll pay you a nice fee. Have you ever had those yes. in your DMs? Mm. I did it one time. I was like, oh, this is a scam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I ride those scams out a little bit. I'm it'd like, be fun, though. Yeah, yeah. sometimes they'd be funny. I remember this one guy was like, yeah, I'm really rich because I am. I'm building a business city. <laughs> I'm like, aren't all cities business cities like you've but um That's what I'm gonna do. He's like, like you're a city idiot. just all about business. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, whoa, like New York. Like, <laughs> so, no, I had I have one today that they, was like they're almost always check scams for me. So. Yeah, what I was gonna say, I feel like it's check scams or it's like the people who give you the money and they're like, Oh, but sweetie, I just need you to do one thing for me. Like go get five thousand eBay cards from the store. That's I remember the, that happened to me and I got so scared, I was like I'm just sending it back. I'm like, I sent it back. Leave me alone. That that's the scam. That that's the check scam. Is they give you, they send you money for like a check that's not gonna go through, and they're like, oh, but you need to like buy me these gift cards for my nephews or something. <laughs> and so then, um, like you you cash the check and you you get like fifteen hundred dollars, but he's like keep five hundred for yourself. But if you could please get me these two gift cards for like my nephews or something yeah. or like so, so like mine was a GameStop card. I'm like you're you're trying to fuck me over for yeah, GameStop. Yeah, immediately you know. <laughs> like fuck like, you. Like you really want that game. And, I, uh, well, I was gonna say I feel like the only thing. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say, I saw a TikTok of like the new one. It's actually really so sad and so fucked up because it's like the job market is already so scarce. It's one where it's like you get hired for a job and they like, you know, say, here's your contract, here's your salary. And it like looks like a really good salary. You sign the contract and they're like, oh, before you get started, like, you need like we're, we're gonna need like a company laptop for you and like this, like, we'll send you this check and you just gotta like, like you know, buy and so you buy like a fucking laptop and all this shit and then what you're overdrawn because they take the money out of the account the money was never real right because the check-ins like because at first your bank account would be like oh yeah you totally have fifteen hundred dollars but then like later the 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 bank will be checking the check and they'll be like they'll be like wait no this is from nothing this is from nothing yeah and um yeah, it's that, that's scary. That? That's scary. The job that, one broke yeah. my heart. It was like a girl who, she like just graduated from college, and she is like, I literally only had fifty dollars in my bank account. Like I'm like oh. three grand in debt now, and I like don't have a job. I literally like left the part time job I was at for this job. It's it's like so fucking evil. Like if yeah. you're at home, and you're with this thing, and you do that, like I don't want to be like. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps because I don't agree with that either. But don't fucking scam people. It's so mean. Don't do that. Do yeah. something else. I mean, I don't know. It's scam hard. Corporations, if you can. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, scam them. Don't scam, scam regular them. fucking people. It's the rich. Scam the rich. That is okay. It's scam okay them. to scam the rich. Yes. We are broke. Yes. <laughs> yes. Stop yes. scamming broke people, okay? Um it is about the time we got to do the song. All right. Yeah. Are, any any final thoughts before we go into the song? Everybody, we can go round robin, Beckett, you got any last no, I, I think this was a good, a good episode, an emotional episode at, at times. It, but I, um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Beckett is also in remission now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but we definitely cracked open some, some, some heavy topics. Tiny, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Thanks. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I think, I think I'm, I'm all, I'm all tied up. I, I got it all out. Tiny, you got any? But, oh, buy a bidet, buy a bidet. That's my, oh, that's yeah. my oh, thesis. Yeah. I'm about to say buy a bidet. Yeah. Um, yes. If you got a hot ass, go to Beckett house. Because you got cold water. That <laughs> 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 will shoot up your ass and cool it down. <laughs> Sometimes you got to lower the temperature of your ass. That's why people used to stick thermometers up there. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess the last thing I'll say is just thank you so much for joining us, Tiny. I appreciate it. Love you. Love you it's, always. Um, it's just great to have you here. And yeah, with that, with that being said, our amazing accompanist, Becca Nix-Tam. Here's $1,500, sugar baby. You just gotta buy me a bidet. Here's $1,500, sugar baby. You just gotta buy me a bidet. Here's $1,500, sugar baby. You just gotta buy me a bidet. Here's $1,500, sugar baby. You just gotta buy me a bidet. Gotta buy me a bidet. Cause I need it, I'm a hot ass Got a hot ass, ooh it's so stanky So stanky, stanky, stanky hot shit Oh yeah, oh you know I got a big stanky ass So I need you to use the fifteen hundred dollars I'm sending you To get up the day And come on, send it my way And then you keep some for yourself Yeah, you can use it <laughs> on the highest shelf, baby. Just give me a bit day. Take today. it away. I need a bidet uh. to wash my ass <laughs> and be locked in the cage. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, got a bidet. Take, 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 take. He got a hot ass, but he. To pay with my booty hole, then next you know I got a coochie hole. I want a bidet, for real. Fifteen hundred. I need a deal. Here's fifteen hundred dollars for my sugar baby. All you have to do is buy me a really expensive bidet. It has a strip for my butt. Yeah, I need it today. today. 
I'm gonna get a seat warmer for my icy cold brittle ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that was a Britney great Spears one. And uh, you heard it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love when you did the. Huh? You did like a little. Huh? And I loved. I loved it. It made me so happy. Tiny. I was gonna ask before we end things officially. Can you please tell the people listening where they can find you on the internet? You can find me on Pornhub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl that suck a dick, don't have her hair hidden. <laughs> it's blurry. That's me. No. <laughs> uh, <but> All of them? <laughs> All of them. <laughs> and I'm still broke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm on porn without to get no money. Uh, uh, no, you can follow me on Instagram at Thickums Tiny. At T H I C K E M Z T I N Y Facebook Tiny Thickums. Yes, mm-hmm. and and we will put that in the show notes as well, so that you guys can easily find it. Once again, please give it up for our amazing accompanist Becca Nix Tam and our amazing producer Christine Ferreira <laughs> and the entire Lincoln Lodge Podcast Studio. I'm Jamie. This is Beckett. We'll catch you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. This is the big finish at Lincoln Lodge. We're about to get it on the show. So come on, everybody, and get the show on the road. Let's get it on the road.